the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future Brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Wednesday podcast. Unique guest today, Dan Porter, co-founder, entrepreneur, CEO of Overtime and Overtime Elite Basketball League. It launches first season in two months. This is something the late David Stern, the NBA commissioner, invested in. KD is an investor. This is the future many believe for great high school basketball players. No college, no overseas, no G League. You go to overtime. And we'll, we'll explain it and discuss it with the CEO, Dan Porter. First, though, you know, right now we're witnessing one of the biggest paradigm shifts in the history of sports. Athletes speaking out on their own mental health and the steps they feel they need to take to protect it. So Simone Biles withdraws from the Olympic team over mental health reasons. Aaron Rodgers saying recently he needed time away from the game before reporting to camp. Naomi Osaka took time away from tennis. Last year, Dak Prescott admitted that his family issues and the pandemic led to him suffering from depression and anxiety. Yeah, it happens to football players too. Sports has always been about a machine that never stops, and sometimes athletes have been the casualty of that machine. Now we're recognizing it doesn't have to be that way. The top athletes now are realizing they shouldn't have to be servants to those sports. What changed? Well, it used to be the league. The league was the business. The athletes were the employees. But now, thanks to social media and shoe companies and other sponsors, the actual individual athlete is a business too. Athletes have more demands, many of them coming from outside the sport. So star athletes are basically CEOs of their own brands. And that means it's up to the individual athlete to speak up and say, hey, this isn't right for me. This is too much for me. I got to step off the treadmill. This is where the line needs to be drawn. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Simone Biles, too much on their plate? They can step off. Pressure, responsibility is overwhelming. They deserve to be treated differently. They deserve the chance to have a say in managing those demands. Listen. Dumb guys argue all the time about toughness. The reality is too many people see mental fatigue and anxiety as a weakness. I don't think the average fan understands the pressure athletes are on, elevated now by the vile nature of social media. People forget that LeBron James, in the finals against Dallas, 
pre his first title. Acknowledge it got to him. He couldn't be the league villain, the stress, the anxiety. He had the only really awful series in his entire career. Yes, LeBron James. We're going to bring a guest today on that has created an already successful business. And the business he had was called Overtime. Now, if you have not heard of Overtime, you're probably over 50 years old. Overtime is a sports brand founded five years ago by a man named Dan Porter and Zach Wiener. Overtime distributed content through all the major social platforms. It now has five years later, nearly 50 million followers, 2 billion views a month. The account, the Overtime account show highlights from top high school athletes. Trey Young, by the way, got his initial exposure through Overtime. And then five years later this year, Overtime announced it was forming a new professional basketball league called Overtime Elite that will launch in about seven weeks. The league will pay 16, 17, and 18-year-olds to play basketball in Atlanta. The players will receive at least a hundred grand salary and equity in the league. They can forego high school. They can forego college basketball and the G League. Kevin Durant, David Stern, the late David Stern, both investors. Not only is overtime a raging success, I believe overtime elite, as we describe it to you, the nurturing of 16, 17-year-old athletes, a choice they didn't previously had, will fundamentally, within a decade, change basketball. It has almost a European Academy feel to it. It is a fascinating business, and I wish I had the money to invest. And so now Dan is joining us with the Overtime Elite Basketball League, debuting in September. So first of all, give me, Dan, your kitchen table moment. You were an executive, a very successful guy. The kitchen table moment with you and Zach when you said, why didn't we think of this before? Uh, well, I'll give it to you for both Overtime and Overtime Elite. Um, and I, re- I loved your, your iPhone example in the beginning because when Apple and Microsoft both kind of were thinking about going into that business, they thought, well, the, the cell phone business is small. So how big can that be? And I think what Steve Jobs understood is he was actually in the personal computer business and everyone else was looking at the wrong market. And so in a way, I think when people looked at us, they thought like, oh, you must be in the live rights business because that's all that matters. And I was like, I'm in the fan business. I'm in the social distribution business. And that's a different business and it's way bigger. And for us, it started when I worked at Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor, WMEIMG. Um, and I was running the digital talent division. I, I had started and sold some companies before that. Uh, and I went in and I started talking to the major sports leagues in 2013, 2014. And they're very smart and they do an insane amount of research. And they all basically said, like, we're really concerned about the next generation of fans, right? You know, you have you know, NBA and NFL fans, like young people picking their favorite team based on playing 2K and Madden. And I'm, I grew up in Philadelphia, like you didn't have a choice. You were an Eagles fan or like your neighbor would beat you up. Like the idea that I was like, oh, you know, I think the Saints look amazing. I love their uniform because I play them every time I play Madden. They're going to be my favorite team. Like that was not a narrative that ever happened. And why do we care about that? We care about that because cities rely on fans to watch local broadcasts, to come to games, to fill those games. Um, And so it was clear that the nature of the fan was changing. It was clear that the access, like we have less than half the people in this country have cable television. Um, And so their ability to watch and it's like, oh, is that game blacked out? How do I watch that other game and all that type of stuff like that. Um, And it's clear that, you know, the viewer now who's 18, 20, 24, even us, we have so much choice that we've never had before, right? We can watch Netflix. We can watch Game of Thrones. We can listen to five different podcasts on Kong Cowherd's podcast network. We can play Fortnite. We can play Call of Duty. Like there's so many things. And I remember I went um, to Europe and I sat with like one of the most famous soccer football coaches of all time. And he's like, look, I'm worried in 10 years that every kid who grew up playing Fortnite isn't going to be filling the stadium. And so you kind of step away from that and you think, 
okay, well, there's not a lot of opportunities in sports. Here I am, I'm representing like all the biggest creators, YouTubers, Instagrammers. I mean, these people have billions of views. And here sports is, is saying like, oh my gosh, we're worried about the future. And the future isn't like getting a cool YouTuber to come to a game and be like, hey kids, football's cool. You should start sitting for three hours on your couch uh, and, and you know watching. Um, and so it was clear that each generation needed a different story, a different narrative. Um, and we thought between the fact that Zach at that time was 24, 25, and this was his generation, and the fact that I had this experience running these companies and then was representing all these big creators that we could create something that was really different. And what's interesting is that we basically had to look for where our opportunity was. So if everybody was indexed on live sports, we went and indexed on social. You know, if, if everybody was like, the only thing that matters is, you know, pro sports. We're like, let's find opportunities which people in areas that people don't think about. People didn't think in 2014 that you could build a big sports business on top of every social platform. They didn't think anybody cared about a bunch of kids in high school. And if I say it like they don't care about a bunch of kids in high school, they don't care about a bunch of kids in high school. And I think what we understand, but if I say, this is Ian Williamson, this guy is literally pulverizing rims and I'm gonna show you stuff that happens and it's gonna feel amazing, um, all of a sudden they care. And, and part of the secret of overtime was almost the antithesis about everything that we know about sports. So what do we like to talk about? What place are they in? What's their one loss record? If you like baseball, how many games out are they? You know, what's his percentage from, from the free throw line? When you start to talk about a player nobody's heard about, like, it makes people not care. Like if I show Zion or LaMelo Ball or any of these young players who are coming out, nobody knows what place their team is in. They don't know what league they're in. They don't even know what team they play in, right? They're like, this is a dope story about a bunch of cool kids. I wanna be like that kid. And by the way, I saw him before he was in the NBA draft. And so in a weird way, taking all the preconceptions that we have, the only thing that matters is pro sports. The only thing that matters is live games. And everybody cares about stats and standings and everything else. And essentially turning those on our head, that's kind of how we snuck up on everyone. And then you create overtime elite basketball league that doesn't, you're going to go in, you have a huge facility in Atlanta. And yeah. essentially what you're going to do, and this is where, I don't understand how you do it. How do you, because Nike's in this business, they go find 14-year-olds that are great, 12-year-olds. They find Dwight Howard when he's 11. You're yeah. going to go find elite high school basketball players and say, don't go to college, don't go to the G League. Come to overtime elite, like an academy in Europe, right? Like, And you're going to stay there for, so the players, do they come to you or do you go scout and find them? Yeah, it's a good question. So the first thing I want to say is like, I am pro college. I'm pro the G League. I'm pro everything. I think for us, we wanted to create another choice and another option. And I feel like there's literally nothing more American than having freedom of choice. And three or four years ago, you had one choice, right? You used to at least be able to go to the NBA out of high school. Your choice was you had to go play one and done, or right. you had to be like one of, one of a million players and go play in Europe. And lack of choice is bad because every player is different. Every young person is different. Every family situation is different. And so we just wanted to offer a choice that was different from college and where, you know, you said you said this stuff about the G League. I think the point about the G League is the G League is a development league. It's not a media property, right? Like it's a great option for for to develop players, to stash players, to do things like that. But at the core, Team owners own an NBA team. They don't need a competing media product for, you know, their NBA team. That's a fantastic media product. But for us, you know, we can do both. We can offer an option to players. We scout players. We recruit players. Players reach out to us. We're international, right? You know, you, you think about who won the MVP, Giannis. He didn't go to Duke, you know. Neither did Luka Doncic. Neither did any of these guys, as you know, because you were making the academy references. And so for us, we scout, players come to us. We're trying to find 24, 30 young people we think are going to be pros in the NBA or abroad. We want to give them essentially the Juilliard of basketball with education around that. And we want to create a dope media product. Like you have like 
the best voice for radio, like well, you should come down and call a game for us because I don't need another version of Marv Alpert. Like Marv Alpert's amazing. And like all that stuff, I go in a catatonic stupor when I hear those announcers, because it, it, it like makes me feel like I'm in the seventies, eighties, nineties and above, right. but like that hasn't changed. Like I could watch a game now and it feels like I'm watching a game in 1979, except Howard Cosell is dead. Like there's really almost no change or innovation in the whole nature of the broadcast. And I think for us, we have this amazing thing. We can take the players, we can train them and we can pay them because they want to make money now. And we can create a media product around it because we don't have to touch what's on the court, right? We don't have a five point shot or a 10 point shot. We could change the way it's filmed, which is why we built our own kind of sound stage, our show court to plan. We can change the way it's called. We can change the way the fans engage. Like we have almost like a blank whiteboard in terms of our ability to create innovation around that. And, and if you ask me, how do you know when you're successful? I feel like we'll be successful when other leagues copy stuff that we've done. If you look at Instagram now, SportsCenter, House of Highlights, those guys, they look like overtime. Like they use our captions, they use our videos. So I consider that success. Does it annoy me? Absolutely. But like the fact that in four years we could create innovation about visual and, and what text looks like there, I, I think that that's some of the power. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking up new users with an epic summer games bonus. Just place your first bet on any summer game sport, risk-free. Risk-free. That's right, new users up to 1000 bucks back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. To get you started, here's my pick. In the men's 100-meter, Trayvon Bromwell, currently the favorite at plus 110 to win gold. I like him. But you could bet on any event, basketball, baseball, soccer, track and field, and more. Promotions like this, just one of the reasons why I love betting America's number one sports book. Easy to use. Safe and secure, super fast payout. You get paid in as little as 24 hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's easy. I've got it in my phone. I use it every day. The FanDuel Sportsbook app. Promo code, please, Colin. Colin, go for the gold today. Promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, or New Jersey. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required, 150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, and 1-800-GAMBLER in Jersey. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, JJ McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net 
or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. You guys recently signed a player, Jalen Lewis. So that's your biggest signing. He's the number two prospect in the 2023 class. Five-star recruit. You signed him for a million dollars. So when you sold him, what were his reservations? Did he go, what about Duke? What about Geely? Were there reservations? How did you get through to him, uh, a parental, you know, a, a, a parent? Because I, anytime you pitch anybody on a new idea, there's pushback. Well, I Zion did this, and Jalen Suggs did this, and Jalen Green did this. How, what was the moment you sold him on Overtime Elite, a new basketball experience? The moment. How did it happen? Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. And the thing I always take the most slack on on Twitter is I always go out and I say, look, are we paying these players? Yes. But you think they're making the decision because it's about the bag, but it's not always about the bag. And if I say that, I'm always going to get 100 responses. Oh, yeah, it's always about the bag. Come on, are you naive? You know, and look, we all do lots of things for money. And there are other things that we do that don't make any sense that have nothing to do with money that have to do with our personal values or how we want to allocate our time. I would say it's a couple things. Number one is that high school is a great experience, but it's not optimized for training the most elite athlete. That's right. right? That's if right. You're the best violinist in America. You don't go to Juilliard. You don't go to your local public school and that's play right. in the orchestra there. Number two is that means you're like, if you're that good, you're often surrounded by players who are not as good as you are. And yet you want to be in an environment where every day you are competing with a wider and wider variety so, of players. So Dan, that's why AAU was created essentially. So you could play against similar players. Yeah, it, it, it was. And it was created obviously in it, when, when high school is, is not in session. I would say there's a couple of other things. One is, and this isn't coming from me. This is just coming from the community. Like, sitting on a bus, going to play 10 games in a weekend, all of these other things like that. I think that there's some statistic that like, you know, uh, you know, if you look at the kind of the draft for trust the process and the Sixers, I think every single one of those players sat out six to 12 months within their first one or two years based on injury. Um, And so there's this idea that like AU is a great alternative for a lot of people, but again, like, access to high quality training, access to sports science, it's not equitably distributed. If you're rich, it is. But if you're not rich, you don't have access to that. We all know LeBron spends a million dollars a year on his body. They call it prehab or as one of the parents said to me, I always tell my son, you only have so many jumps in you. And so to, (laughs) to, to create a program that's guided around that, it's optimized. Again, college, you know, when, when the season is not in session, I think you can only practice for two or four hours a week. There are all of these restrictions. Yep. Scouts can't come in the building. You can't do this. You can't do that. We don't have any of those restrictions. So we are a temple for elite training in basketball. And then we take the, you think about the high school education system. I could think back to the athletes I went to high school with. You know, there's a guy with his backpack on the floor at 7.30 in the morning. He's probably really tall. His legs are kind of stretched out on the floor. He's like in the back of a 35-person classroom with the teacher who's doing their best to reach everyone. But it's not really optimized for them. And so the idea that you can let somebody train play with great people year round, be compensated, have access to education that's customized for them, that's one-to-one, have access to real like financial literacy, you know, money management. I make all the kids like, I'm like, you you guys need to, I'm bringing this guy through the facility. You need to say, hello, Mr. Cowherd, how are you? I follow you. I'm going to hit you up. I have questions for you. Like all of that training. And it's what's amazing is like, you talk to the young players And they say, 
I'm interested in three things, basketball, business, and brand. And I think like when I was 18 or 19, I didn't know what brand meant. I had no right. clue. I barely knew what business, I thought business meant you were a real estate agent. Um, <laughs> and so these kids are so tuned in on it. And look at this year's draft, right? Did Jalen Green go to high school? I mean, go to college? He did not. And yet he's like hanging out with Drake. He's got a sneaker deal. Like apparently he did just fine by not having to have that exposure and everything else like that. And I think it's an, a tremendous proof case. Well, why this would be attractive to me, G League travel, overtime elite, don't have it, AAU, you're not getting really elite coaching. So essentially, if I was a kid and I'm 16, I go to this facility in Atlanta you have, this massive facility. That's where I stay. The games come to me. I'm not on a bus. I'm not on a flight. My coaching is consistent. Like when I first heard about this, I thought, oh, this is the future. This is going to put this, this is and I'm not I tend to be pro college basketball because I do think the advertising platform in 2020 still has value. I wouldn't know who I'm Zion pro, is. I'm pro I'm pro college basketball, too. I just want there to be choice. Right. And so for people who are in their mind trying to figure this out, overtime elite is what I want you to look up. Essentially, the player, all the things that take away time from me getting better at basketball and branding, they're all eliminated. You've eliminated yeah. all of them. It's almost like I, I say to my phone, I don't need a Rolodex. I don't need a yeah. calendar. I, I, Hell, I barely need a television. I just built a new home. We don't need televisions. We need like two. <laughs> and so I, I think it seems to me when I look at your investors, I can see the quality of your investors. So David Stern was an early investor. Did he you, was our how, first investor. I was going to say, how long was the sales pitch to him? Um, so first of all, I love David. Like he was an incredible mentor. He gave me more SH blank T than anybody else did. Like he was always kind of poking me and needling me, but in the best possible way. Um, and it's funny because I think that in the beginning, like he's this amazing guy, right? Like He's a regular guy, and yet he understood digital before anybody understood digital. He understood the power of international. I mean, this is, you know, this is our biggest international export as a sport. And he pushed that. And he pushed me from day one. He used to send me new photos of newspaper clippings from the Times of India about people playing basketball in India. And he's like, Dan, you got to think about this being global. And I would say the pitch to him was, I think he saw it. And he, he, he thought, like, I don't 100% understand what this is exactly, but, I, but if I understand anything, it's that there's constant change. Um, and so I like these guys, and I want to make a bet on change. And so when we decided to talk about Overtime Elite, he was, you know, he was still with us at that time. And I think Zach kind of mentioned this idea to him. And he was like, he said, Zach, Dan, I spent 30 years running a league. Why would you ever want to do that? That is like the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Um, and uh, by the end of it, and we kept going at him and we were talking about the players and he met some of the players and the opportunity and the way young people consume content. And at the end, he's like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. I think I think this is an idea. And, and one thing I want to add on is I saw your tweet about Simone Biles and just yeah. like the, the pressure that she was under. And, and I, I agree with what you said. I mean, I can deal with a lot of pressure. I can't deal with that much pressure. But think about like, are we training our young athletes? Like if I take you in 11th grade and I start, and part of your curriculum is mental health, how to manage pressure, how to think about all of those things. We just assume that everybody's going to know how to be successful at those things, but we don't. My kids didn't even get that in high school. Nobody was like, here's how you win the mental game of life. Here's how you manage your emotions. Here's how you do all of those other things. So I think I, I really, really feel a lot of empathy for the for those athletes and the amount of pressure. But I also feel like we have to do our part to start training them. And if you go and you play in college, no college coach is thinking about that. They're thinking about what they're paid to think about, which is getting in the NCAA tournament. Okay, a couple of basic questions. Yes. Where are you getting your coaches? So our so all of our coaches are either former NBA players or D1 coaches. So Kevin Ollie is our main coach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he won a tournament with UConn. 
Uh, Ryan Gomes, who's Providence's leading scorer of all time. He's one of our coaches. Dave Lato, who just coached DePaul and was actually the UConn coach who recruited Kevin Ollie and was his coach, is our coach. So all of these guys either played in the NBA or coached D1. And, you know, Kevin, we were on a conference call with Kevin Ollie yesterday and he told us his story and he said, you can imagine like I made it to the tournament with UConn. We were playing in front of 82,000 people. Like it was the most, it was like a powerful moment in these young men's life. And we had no budget to bring their parents to come to the game. And so if their parents couldn't afford to come, like they didn't come. And he's like, I want to be in a situation where we're talking about basketball and we're also talking about young men and families. And I think all these guys had incredible college and MBA careers. And they also saw different walls that they ran up against. And they love the opportunity to kind of really dig in there. Dan, what will be the pitch to get Brawny, LeBron James' son, to overtime elite? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, when your dad is LeBron James, you pretty much have access to, to everything out there. Um, I would say it depends. I mean, college is a great opportunity, but I, I think one of the most powerful things that that people also don't appreciate is you are actually training and playing with 24, 25 other people who are just like you. And that level of kind of brotherhood and it is really unsurpassed. Like you have a peer network of people who are going through what you're going. You have international players who are coming from a different perspective. And you're you're part of a community of people who are grinding this. And it's not like Abrani isn't. It's not like every player on his team is going to the NBA. But like to be in that environment where you're surrounded now, of course, he's surrounded by his dad. So he's got access to all that. But you're really surrounded by that community. And that becomes a support network that travels with you for your whole life in a really different way. I think that's a powerful pitch. And I think that, you know, we offer a chance also academically. I mean, he goes to a fantastic school, but to really pitch yourself and get access to that. But I just believe like I don't try to sell anybody on the program. I'm like, this is our program. If it, if you're mature enough and it's the right choice for you and it's the right time in your life, you should do it. But if your dream is to go to Kentucky, you should go to Kentucky. This is my takeaway on basketball, the quality of play. College basketball is the weakest. G League is better. A G League team would destroy even the national champions, Baylor yes. or Gonzaga. Destroy them. Yes. International is at times, at its best, better than the G League. We just don't know much about it. So is my sort of paradigm accurate in your opinion? Um, I, I'm, I'm not a basketball god looking down on high, um, but I, I, think, I think you're not wrong. I mean, first of all, th there, are, there are skill development differences. Like Luca was pro at 13, 14, 15 years old. Like his ability to take his game to a different level while the rest of us were like going on a bus after school to run wind sprints in a gym, it, it like he's an incredible player, but it's not it's not a fair comparison. Um, I, I think that, you know, players in this country have an amazing ceiling. We're a big country with a big history. But I think that the training that they get at the academy systems means that it's not an accident that even Team USA loses to some other teams. Like, if you lose to France, you also have to remember, like, a lot of those French players, they went through a French system. They have a certain level of chemistry. And we've got a bunch of guys who are the greatest in the world, but maybe they were one and done, or they, they've, they've gone through a lot of different types of systems. Um, so I think it's true. I think what's powerful about college basketball is the fact that you freaking love the school you went to. Or if you grew up in Spokane, you love Gonzaga and the Zags is your life. It doesn't really matter who's on the Zags. Like you, you love that and, and that resonates for you. And that's why I think that we can exist and be successful. And I honestly think when people play three or four years for college, it's going to make college basketball better. It's like you want to invest in those players and you want to go all the way. You don't want to refresh every year. And you want those stories of the walk-ons and you want those things because it has a different resonance. It's not purely about the number of points, but about your passion. That's why I always say the NCAA tournament is so great to watch because they actually cry when their team loses. 
You know, you always see those kids in the band and they're crying and their face pain is, is running. It's because they feel so emotional about it. So right now in the NBA, you can't go high school immediately to the NBA. You've got to spend a year in college, a year overseas, or a year in the G League. Yeah, or you could do nothing for a year. You can just train on your own. So what is the earliest your business, Overtime Elite, will sign a player? What if a kid is 13 and he is simply Luca domestically? Um, I would say a couple things. One is... Even if he's Luca, 13 is a little young. I think people deserve to spend more time with their families and, and grow and develop in their family system uh, at that point. I think also there's a big difference between 13-year-olds and 16-year-olds and 20-year-olds. And so I think when you have a core that's in that kind of 16 to 18 age, age range, they're physically better matched for each other, which means the level of competition in the league and in the training is better. And I think for us, like there are 17 year olds who are not emotionally ready to do this. And there are 16 year olds who are absolutely emotionally ready to do this. And that's a huge factor. I think on a, even at a pure talent basis, emotionally, you're not ready to do something at this, at least for our program at 14 or 15. Dan, give me an ideal overtime elite player you recruit he comes to overtime at late in Atlanta, and then he leaves for the NBA. Give me the years and let's say the ideal situation in your vision initially. Yeah, and so what I think transpires. if you talk to our basketball operations team, they feel like they need at least two years. I mean, they can do it in one year, but two years to really, between the education, the training and everything else like that, to mold a player. So I'd say, you know, 16 or 17 years old, um, you know, I... I we all look at rankings and obviously we signed Jalen and we get a ton of adulation because he's ranked number two, but rankings are not perfect. It's hard to see all the players. A lot of times rankings are driven by which colleges are recruiting them. So we have our own, we have our own proprietary That's system right. because look, I mean, you know, look at a player like Kawhi, look at Trey Young ranked 21st in his class. Like, is he the 21st in that class now? No. And so, so I think you <laughs> want to be able to be on the ground and go see players. You have your own analytics-based assessment. We have a full in-house analytics team. So you want to say there is a player who you can spend two years with. You know, they're, they're obviously physically gifted and somewhat physically mature. They are emotionally mature. They want to be coached and they want to go pro. Uh, and, and, and they're going to be a fun player to watch. Uh, and people are going to care about them. I, I think that that's the perfect mix. Mix. We we will have a couple of players who go to the draft next year um, because of you know we're in our first year, so we're, we're take we have some players who are eighteen. Jean Montero, uh, I think, will go to the draft next year. He's a phenomenal player. He's signed by Rich Paul and Clutch, and he's in our program. And I, I think we'll make a big impact in one year. But but I would say they would argue that two years. You're going to have a level of player that that I, I hope the NBA has never seen before. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. As you go out and try to sign players, are you sensing already now, you debut in September, are, who are you recruiting them against? Mike Krzyzewski? Uh, is it like, you know, the old stories of knocking on doors and the coach leaves and Dan Porter comes in? Who do you find you're recruiting against? Is the G League tougher to recruit against? College basketball for the players. Is it overseas? Who's your primary competitor for the players you want at Overtime Elite? So all of those are competitors for the players that we want. And there's no doubt that a legacy of the NBA or a Duke or a Kentucky or a Michigan, like the, you know, you, those are incredible legacies. Like you, 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 it's hard to compete with those. And yet what you see is that the, the players that we talk to, they just want something different. And so it, it's less about sometimes it's head to head and sometimes we've won. And there's been players who other people have come after and, and sometimes we've lost. But I, I'll give you a specific example. Like I was talking to, you know, a very, very famous NBA player. And he said, well, Dan, what happens if the players decide they don't want to go pro? And I said, you know, I don't think people know about this, but we, we offer injury protection for all the players. So you go to college, you blow out your knee, you lose your scholarship. You come to our program, you blow out your knee, we have injury protection money for you. We also will offer a full scholarship to any player who just decides, you know what, I want to go to college. I'm not about this life anymore. They can't play because they've given up their eligibility, but we will pay for them to go to college. And, and, and this NBA player said to me, well, what if they don't want to go to college? Like, what if they want to work? What if they want to go work for Nike? What if they want to like, what if they want to go work for you, Colin? And I was like, you're so right. Like, I'm just thinking the whole world is like, you do this, you go to college. And yet the average age of the college student in the United States is 26 years old. Less than a quarter of, of college students actually go to traditional four-year residential colleges. Like we live in a way more diverse, I think, educational environment than we give credit for. And I was like, you're so right. Like I should be offering them a chance to go intern for one of my investors if they decide that they want to do that. And I think when you start to see that, you start to realize the whole world is not this very narrow vein of you go, you play, you spend one year at X college and you go. But in fact, LaMelo was making different choices and, and Brandon Jennings made a different choice and, and lots of people have made different choices. And so and now that we've unlocked that choice for players, there are a lot of players and those players don't feel like they're giving up college. They're just, they're just not interested in that right now. That's right. By the way, Kevin Durant is one of your investors. He is. I wonder if, did Kevin say to you, God, I wish this was available for me. Uh, I feel like he definitely said that Carmelo Anthony definitely said that to me. And Melo said, look, I might've still gone to Syracuse. Like, because at that time I wanted that, but I definitely wanted, I, I, I wanted to be in a position where I could have evaluated that choice and I could have had a choice. Instead, what that choice was, 
are you going to X or Y or Z college? Instead of now, you have like a multiple of choices and, and you decide what you're ready for. And I'd also say like, there are players who want to provide for their families when they're 17 years old. Yeah. And, and if they're if they're a rapper, if they're a YouTuber, if they're a child actor, if they're a Carnegie Hall musician, if they're funny on TikTok, they're all allowed to make money and provide for their families. But if they dribble a ball or throw a ball, they're not allowed to provide for their families. You don't view yourself as somebody that needs traditional TV exposure. I, I say this all the time to people. Um you know, Bill Simmons has had a hell of a career. I don't think he's thought of as a TV star. Digital is television. My kids don't watch traditional TV, Dan. So the phone is TV to them. And, yeah. and for you, you don't need traditional television. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think like I, I was I was looking at like kind of what you're doing with your podcast network, obviously. And I, I think that like what you figured out is that you can get scale by having more shows. You don't have to be the one on all of those shows. That's right. Those shows can talk to each other and they can cross promote. You can create a network. It can be on audio. Those shows don't all have to be guys sitting in front of a desk with a microphone in front of them on television at two in, two in the afternoon. And so I think in a, in a similar way, like we're looking to meet the audience where they are. You have kids. My kids are in their early 20s. They're spending all their time looking at their phone, consuming content like that. I can sit on the couch and watch a live sports game. They have almost no interest in accompanying me that in that venture. So I can either say, oh, they don't understand. The world is screwed or whatever. Or I can be like, what are you doing? And how do I meet you where you are? Um, and how do I create a business model around that? And I think Obviously, you're you're figuring that out in audio. Bill Simmons figured that out in audio. We're trying to figure that out in video. Um, and and I think there are a lot of people who like the world the way it is, and there's some people who try to figure out where it's going, and and that's what we're trying to do. I think this is going to be within ten to twelve years the not only most redeemable and obvious choice. I think this is the rare business. I think you're going to change everything. I really do. I honestly, when I look at this business, it to me is the iPhone that I look at this and I think, the hell have we been doing our whole lives? What, <laughs> what is the point? I wish I had Stern and KD money. I think this is going to change. And by the way, the reason it's great, in my opinion, is because it's more efficient, not bus trips, not overseas. I go to Atlanta. I go to this facility. I get elite coaching. It is about brains basketball, branding, business. I think it's brilliant. And you're going to make a fortune. And and I think, it, it, for the record, um, not all players, I would imagine, in a competitive entertainment business. I mean, you're dealing with different players. Is there a scale salary? Would you ever get into a bidding war for a player? I mean, how does it work fundamentally, sort of the f fiscal foundation of how it works when you get a player and he has options? Yeah, I mean, all of those things are on the table. There, there is scale. There is competition with other player with other, you know, entities in the market. Uh, for sure, that it's part of the business. It's like you try to hire somebody to work on your show, and they get an offer from somebody else, and you end up either paying them more or less than you wanted to, or giving them more flexibility. So we're definitely in that same position. Um, there are not a million competitors out there. And I feel like there are a lot of strengths to our offering that have less to do with money and uh, more to do with everything down, down to the exposure. You know, I, I, I've, I've said this before, but there were players who played in March Madness who made incredible plays who didn't gain any followers. And there were times when we had those players on our account and they gained 50,000 followers. And those are followers they keep for their entire life, which means they control their own distribution and their monetization. And so people are saying like, oh, well, how are you going to compete with the fact that these guys have exposure? I was like, none of those people are buying their sneakers who are watching it on, on television. You know, the 50,000 people who just followed them from being on overtime, those people are buying their sneakers and their merch and, you know, giving them value and distribution. So... It's, you know, you you get granular. There's a lot of things that I, I think you can offer. Overtime is far bigger than any 
college basketball program. It's far bigger than many of the teams in other leagues and stuff like that. And so, you know, you compete with everything you have in your toolbox. Dan, this is a pleasure. It's really smart. Um, I, I can't wait in September. I'll keep my eye out for it. We're, we'll, 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 have you, we'll have you down to Atlanta, you and the kids. You'll sit courtside. I think it's great. And I wish you the very best. I, I appreciate you. And thank you for, for having me on the show. It means a lot. All right. Different kind of interview. I believe Dan Porter from overtime to overtime elite will fundamentally change basketball and recruiting over the next 10 to 12 years. I truly do. At the volume sports, Twitter and Instagram rate review, subscribe. We'll talk soon. just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.